0: it's a honor to be here this morning and i trust the lord that god will speak to our hearts in the name of jesus why don't we bow our heads as we pray this morning our father and our god we thank you for your word this morning i pray oh god that your word will bring light will bring illumination lord we just don't want information but we need transformation in the name of jesus Help us, Lord, this morning to understand you better and to do that which you say to us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In church, this morning I am quickly, because there's too many things on my mind, as I have been speaking to um, various people all over the place and churches and more especially discussing with the bishop in his office. We've had meetings and we continue to have meetings as we work together on various projects um, in Africa and around the world. And so this morning I'll be talking a little bit about the power to prosper. The power to prosper. Now the reason why I am talking about the power to prosper because I have found out that Many times we have too much relied or over relied on the systems of the world. And so everything we do, even in church with our finances, has to do with the systems of the world. And so we find out that church people come and they operate according to the systems of the world. But the truth of the matter is that our economy as children of God, has to be run according to the commission of heaven. Hallelujah. How many of you agree with me? The Bible says that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. So simply, that means that everything we do has to be patterned according to the scriptures, according to the word of God. I don't care what the economy dictates now as it is, but as long as we believe in God, Our prosperity does not depend on how much we save, but on how much we invest into the kingdom. Somebody did not hear me. Your prosperity does not depend on how much you save. It barely depends on how much you invest in the kingdom. Hallelujah. How many investors are here this morning? The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse number 18... But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he, God, that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. So, from time immemorial, God is looking for a people that he would establish his covenant with. How many of you know that God is a covenant keeping God? God will never go back on his covenant. Whatever God has said, he will watch over it to make it come to pass in our lives. Hallelujah. And so when God says that he is the one that giveth us power to get wealth, that means ultimately the sole way that man can be blessed is by depending on the covenant of God to make you prosper. I don't care how many jobs you do. I don't care how many hours you walk I don't care how many days of the week you walk if God is not in the center of what you do your labor will be in vain are you with me praise the Lord he says it is God that giveth us power to get well that he may establish his covenant now what I want you to understand this morning is that when God establishes a covenant God watches over his covenant In other words, as God is a covenant-keeping God, God enables his covenant, he establishes covenant, and he brings his covenant to pass in our lives. But you see, we as children of God, we have a part to play in making sure that this covenant is established. Hallelujah. When we look at the scriptures also in Psalm 84 and verse number 11, the Bible says for the Lord God is a son and shield the Lord will give grace and glory no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly our God is clothed in glory and there is no reason why his children must wear rags so if you look at the systems of the world you will find out that every day the stock exchange Shares and things like that They are dictating the pace of the economy Now understand this, people of God When we talk about economies of the world These economies are not controlled by God They are man-made economies Now for me, I have had loads of experience before I'm not just a preacher I, I have been a banker for 18 years I worked for Barclays Bank for 18 years And I left And I came to serve God 18 years in an industry Is not 18 days So I know what I'm talking about In the bank you find out that When you come to work Monday morning You go to a management meeting And the executives will Determine the rates They will determine what obtains for the day they will determine what obtains for the week they will determine how much you will buy and sell dollar or pound sterling or japanese yen or lira or whatever currencies and they fix the rate so when you the customer comes into the bank you have to walk by the rate you buy by the rates and you sell by the rates that is how economies operate people manipulate economies and you find out these days the chief executives of these multinationals or these banks or these financial industries at the end of the year, they are given whooping sums of bonuses because of these manipulations that they do to these rates to bless themselves. Hey! So, the fact of the matter is that our lives must not be patterned according to these Economies because they are Manipulated by men And not by God So what you need to do Is to understand the mind of God That God has a plan to bless you With or without stock exchange With or without the fluctuations, and having a windfall In foreign exchange investment God is not concerned about that God wants to bless you If you walk in his covenant Hallelujah Praise the name of the living God is somebody with me this morning? And so, understand this this morning that God is in the midst of our, our business. Everything that we do, God wants to have a hand in it. Hallelujah. And so, in Genesis chapter 8 and in verse number 20, Genesis chapter 8, verse number 20, the Bible says, And Noah builded an altar unto the Lord. And took every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offering and offered burnt offerings the on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again cross the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, neither will I again smite any more any every living thing as I have done. But then he says in verse 22 now, while the earth remaineth. How many of you know that the earth is still here today? You are sitting upon the earth this morning. God says, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, and summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Hallelujah. People of God, understand this this morning that God has established times. And seasons. No matter what you do. There is nothing that can change. The times and the seasons. That God has established. There is nothing that you can change. Now we have found out. As leaders. That because of what the enemy. Dictates through our governments. We have found out. That churches are shying away. From talking about money. Mm hmm because the systems of the world has made us to believe that churches are all about money and The truth of the matter is that it's not that the churches are all about money. The enemy is using the systems of the world to stifle the economy of the Christians, of believers. Because they do not want you to prosper and so they will not tell you about money. And so when pastors talk about money, when pastors talk about giving, when pastors talk about sowing people in the media will blow it up people in the world will say this church is all about money but the truth of the matter is that they don't want you to be blessed and so if they can stop you from sowing they will stop you also from reaping because the bible says as long as the earth remaineth there is a covenant of sowing and reaping there's a covenant of giving and reaping and receiving if you don't give you will not receive so the world is making us to believe That when we come to church It's just about hallelujah, amen It's just about singing some worship unto the Lord And go home If you give it's fine If you don't give it's fine But let me say this to you people of God Understand this If you don't give There are people out there That are dying That will not be saved Until somebody sends someone And how can someone go Except it is sent And how can he go Except money is given Are you understanding me this morning? Because CLF in Sierra Leone was not established by we are a purpose-driven church. Who cares about that? CLF cannot build a church in Africa without money. They cannot send missionaries to Africa without money. So I don't care what the system is saying. That listen, church is all about money. Exactly, church is about money. It is about teaching you how to invest your finances in an eternal security. Not just salvation of soul, but making your money sure to work for you. Amen. Are you understanding me this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. Amen. You see, for me, I, I hate poverty with a passion. Because I live where poverty is prevalent. By the grace of God, God has been blessing me. I have not been walking in vain. But when I see poverty, I hate it with a passion because I know that this is not the work of God. It is the work of the enemy. It is the work of the handmaid of the, 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 the systems of the world to oppress people. How many of you know poverty is also a conspiracy? A conspiracy theory to keep people bound. Now, one of the byproducts of poverty is greed. We'll talk about that just now. So you see, when you, when you travel the nations of the world, you find out that there's no nation you will go on the face of the earth where there are not poor people. There are many poor people in the UK. You go to America, there are poor people in America. You go to China, there are poor people in, 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 in China. But the difference between the child of God And a citizen of a nation Is that you don't depend upon The nation's wealth You depend upon what is stored in heaven On your behalf So it is more blessed to give than to receive Are you understanding me this morning So every time you give There is a store That your finances are settled in That your business is looked after Your health is looked after Everything that concerns you Is looked after You don't just give your finances and get money back. God watches over everything that belongs to you so that when in time of need, you can draw from those resources, you can be blessed by those resources, your health can be taken care of. And so the systems of the world have made people to think about church. Don't misunderstand me. There are churches in this nation and other nations. I have had, I once went to a church here and the pastor was saying, in London, I am the pastor with the best car. I'm serious. In London, I am the pastor with the best car. Do you know that I am a millionaire? Yeah. That's what the pastor said. He's a millionaire. So that's why the IRS, what you call the taxman here? They will begin to investigate you. When you begin to make foolish statements, crazy statements, stupid in fact statements like that from the pulpit, and you walk away leaving a 2,500 pounds check, as your offering. That's nonsense. As far as we are concerned, we are not impressed about you being a millionaire, I don't want to be a billionaire, I want to be an investor in the kingdom. That when I see a need, I give. When I see somebody is dying, I help. When I see there's a school needed near I build one. When I see health centers needed here, I provide one. When I see food needed there, I bless people. That is what God has called us to. God has not called us to store wealth on earth, but he says, store your riches in heaven. Where moth and rust does not corrupt. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The man was saying, I am a millionaire in UK. how many millionaires are in the world you are you are probably a millionaire in in your own eyes but in somebody else's eye you are just a miser (laughs) hallelujah so when god established the covenant of seed time and harvest time look at this he says here Four things. He says, Sea time and harvest time, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. You see, there are four things mentioned here. But of those four things, there is one that man can affect. The other three nobody can affect them except god the only one that we can affect of this covenant is our covenant of seed time and harvest time but of the weather we cannot change it not the prime minister of britain can change it Not president barack obama can change the weather conditions he cannot cause Anything to happen today or night. Whether you come here and pray 24-7, night will come, day will come, sun will shine, the sun will go down. There's nothing anybody can do about it. But your seed, you can do something about it. Your harvest, you can do something about it. If you don't like your harvest, change your seed. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. The Bible says in Psalm 125, in verse number five, it says "Though those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Hallelujah. Now, I believe God is an agriculturist. That's why he, t- keep talk- talking. he keeps on talking about sowing and reaping, harvesting and sowing and giving and receiving. And the Bible now says that he that goeth forth bearing precious seeds. Now, every one of us here, God has put seeds in our lives. Different kinds of seeds. When a man must pre- pregnant a woman, you must put a seed in that woman. Hallelujah. Every one of us seated here, we were sometimes a seed. And, 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 and let me tell you, for us here, w- there were millions of seed, seeds released. Are you with me? There were millions of seeds re- released into the woman. And do you know that it is only one seed that survived? And that one seed that survived is you. All the other ones died because they were all fighting to climb up the fallopian tube to be what? Fertilized. But 49 million of them died and you are the only one that survived. That is why you are here this morning. Put your eyes together for yourself. That's why you survived. Because you are a seed planted. That is why you came forth. That is why your mother and your father harvested you. Brother, you shall harvest many in the name of Jesus. Hey, Many in the name of Jesus As many as have come for today You will harvest in the name of Jesus The Bible says you go out Weeping Do you know sowing is a time of pain Imagine A farmer Do you know that Elijah When he before he was called by Elijah he was a farmer Elisha was plowing. The Bible says with the yoke of oxen, and the land in which he was plowing was barren. The land was, 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 was there was farming in the land. The land was dry, so he had to use yoke of oxen. He himself he had a yoke of oxen. That means he had two cows that he was moving together, and he was straining, he was laboring, he was sweating. Why? Because he was looking forward to a harvest. No wonder God blessed Elisha with double harvest, more than what Elijah had. He did double the number of miracles that Elijah did because he sowed, he worked hard. Listen to me, people of God. If you want to prosper, if you want to be blessed, don't let anybody tell you that it is when you save too much, then you will be blessed too much. It is when you give, then you will be blessed. I tell people normally in my ministry, I don't pray for them to get money i tell them to give if you want to get you see for me every opportunity i have to give i will give every opportunity anywhere i go not necessarily in my church in my ministry we are building churches all over the country as i'm talking to you now there are about three buildings going on in Adulam. clf is building we are doing other projects but every church that writes to me that we are building we need your help ah once, let me give you this quick testimony, once we had a church write to us and we kept the letter for some weeks and months. And my wife said to me, mm-hmm, this letter has been here for longer. I said, do you have money for that? I have too many things to do. And she said, no, 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 let's help them. And then we looked at the letter, they needed tile, they need this, they need that. And we went to the store, we bought tiles and we went to the vast Hey, <laughs> Hypocrite, I was making hypocrite. And I now went as if I was glad. And I now, we now donated what we bought for them. In the same week... The Evangelical Fellowship of Sierra Leone, they went to visit the churches in Kailan where we were building. And we needed zinc to roof the building. Exact bundles of zinc that we needed. When they went to our church and they said, what's your need here? What's your problem? And my pastor told them, and do you know the same week The same week they said, we will provide the zinc for your building. What we gave was not even one third of what they gave to us. That is what it means to sow. So we sowed in little, but God blessed us with much. The Bible says if you go about bearing precious seed, you are sowing your seed everywhere you go. Just sow your seed. Do not observe the wind. Do not observe the weather. Do not observe the economy. Do not observe your children, your wife, your car, your husband, whatever. Sow! The Bible says you will doubtless... Come back with sheaves. How many of you have seen a sheaf before? How many of you know what's a sheaf? Hey, Charlie. <laughs> you don't know? Alright now, listen. This is a this is a grain. This is a grain of rice. Right? You plant it in the ground. And three months it grows. And then when you come to harvest, this is what you get. A, A sheaf is a bundle of rice tied on the top here, and it's held like this when it's harvested. How many of us know that? It's held like this. That is what it comes, the Bible calls sheaves. So when you plant one seed, the Bible says you sow in tears, you sow in tears, you are. This money I'm going to give church for 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 C L A Port Local. Hey, Pastor, every time money C L A Port Local. Pastor, every time Greenwich. Pastor, every time this one India, Afghanistan, Peru, whatever Brazil. You sow one seed, you are weeping. In fact, you say, Pastor, I'm not going to church next week. Probably you ask for more money. But listen to me. There is coming a time in a short space of time when you will harvest and you will come back. The Bible did not say sheaf. Sheaf, S-H-E-A-M. This one is plural singular but it talks about sheaves that means he's talking about plural that means you will reap in plenty you will come back with bundles like this bundles like this bundles like this bundles like this and the fool will think in his head that it is because of my academia you know me I'm too clever I watch the market and I'm now invested in this who told you it's your sense who told you it's your coconut no it is God that has done it for you are you with me you will come back, you sowed one seed, and you come back with chips, and you are dicing, pastor, pastor. And then when the pastor was telling you to give, you uh, You look at the pastor like this. And when the pastor looks at you, you smile. But when you are looking at the pastor, as some of you are looking at me now. You, you know what I mean? So when, when, when it is time to prosper, every opportunity to you give, just plunge into it. The Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters. Listen, you don't know which one will bring forth fruit. You don't know. The other day, one of my sisters, she normally supports a child in McKinney. And she, on a monthly basis, she sends $50 for the child. And her car got some problems, transmission. And I said, oh, I needed a new car. And she only had $2,000. And then she, she said to me, I need to send this $50 for Catherine in McKinney. And she sent the money. I said, send it to Frita. I'm not there. She sent it to a collected the money, took it to Catherine, and I wrote her a WhatsApp message that that which you have given in tears, God will bless you in joy. And she went to New Jersey. She, she was looking for a car, and the car she was about to buy, literally she know that that car was a salvage vehicle. It was not good for nothing, but the, the seller wanted to sell it to her and make some money off her. And somebody called her and said, Listen, that car, I have seen the car. It's not good for anything. Don't buy. Don't waste your time. She lives in New York. Don't come to Ohio to come buy a salvage vehicle. And she went to New Jersey to visit one of her other sisters. And then she just saw a car, in quote with her name written on it. What that simply means was that the one that she saw and met at in New Jersey was exactly what she was trusting the Lord for. And it cost her 3,000 less than the one she was going to buy. And the money she had now was was enough and the pastor of the church where she went and the pastor now added another $500 for her. That's what God does. That is called the blessing of serendipity. How many of you know what serendipity is? You don't know again? Hey Charlie. S-E-R-E-N-D-I-P-I-T-Y. Serendipity means that I am looking for gold here. Here, I've come to Ali, I'm looking for gold, and I now found diamond. That's what is called serendipity. What you are not thinking of, what you are not asking for, what you are not looking for, God now gives it to you. That is why the Bible says, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And it goes to say that God will do what? Exceeding abundantly, more than we can ever ask for things. So even the things that you don't ask for, the blessing of serendipity brings them to you. It shall be yours in the name of Jesus. It shall be so for you in the name of Jesus. But let me, this will take a whole week to preach, but let me just, let me just provoke you a little bit. You see, every, every door you pass through has a key. I don't care whether it's electronic keys or it's manual, every door has a key. And you see, poverty also has keys. The reason why many people are not prospering, they have the keys of poverty in their hands. Until you let go of those keys of poverty, hey, you will not prosper. Number one key of poverty is stinginess. Mm-hmm. 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 Stinginess. I, it's not my making. Look at Proverbs chapter 11. Hey, give us Proverbs 11.24, quickly. Let them see it. I'm not going to read it from my Bible. Huh? Proverbs 11.24, what does he say? Oh, you are not there. Let me find it. Okay. It says there is that scattereth. And yet what? Increaseth. You scatter. You scatter. You see, this thing was one, brother. This thing was one, sister. Scatter it. When you scatter it, it becomes many for our uh, abi. Hey. It says he that what? Scattereth. Increased. He did not say he that keeps his money or keeps his, himself from working in, his, in, the, in the Lord's vineyard or does not go on missions, will be blessed. He said, he that does what? Scattereth. Will what? Increase. Look at it. Mm. And there is, is, there is. How many there is this morning in this house? And there is that what? Withholdeth more than his meat, but it tended to poverty. When I was in the bank, I had a friend. If he steps here, if he steps here, his next step would be by the lectandra. That's how tall he was. So he said, "I will never enter a taxi to go to work." So he will now be walking. Whilst we are in our cars, he will now be walking. He's in America now, tall. And if he wants to buy a, a, a pair of trousers like this, he have to buy two. He will buy one. He cut the one short and joined the other one with the other one. You know. So he said to me. That the way to get money is to be stingy. And I said, you are a fool. <laughs> you are a fool. The Bible says, he that scattered it will increase. But you that keep it more than you are supposed to keep, you will tend to poverty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is this the Bible? Huh? Did I say it? Answer me now. now you... Holy, I'll finish. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's the problem why pastors don't talk about money. Because as you start talking about money, everybody says... Uh, I was giving permission to talk about this. Amen. I didn't just talk about it. I was giving permission. Amen. The Bible says, look at it. Hmm? And there is that withhold that more than is made, but it tended to poverty. Let me tell you also, there are pastors that don't give money. There are pastors, they don't pay tithe, They don't give offering. There is a, a pastor in America once. He was raising an offering and he spoke and spoke and spoke. And he took $10 bill out of his pocket like this. And you see this Rolex watch? God gave it to me. You see, my wife, God gave it to me. You see, my cow, God You see this money, God gave it to me. Now bring your offering, and he put his $10 back in his pocket. I went to see. No. In my life, in my ministry, I am not making a budget. Everyone knows me. I am the biggest giver. I give, because anyone that comes to me, I have a problem with school fees. Hey, bless them. I have this one, that. You see, because I am not on a salary, I am on and I have, I have a heavenly account that keeps on flowing every time. Because as I, give, as I give, God blesses me. As I give, God blesses me. As I give, God blesses me. As I give. So the Bible says, if you tend to withhold more than you need. That's the catch. More than you need. Even when it is overflowing, you don't want to give to somebody. You don't want to bless your neighbor. You don't want to give them. You say they are Muslims. How can they listen to you when you want to witness to them? Uh-huh. There are Muslims who must not give them our money. Well, how, how can we preach love? If there are Muslims who don't want to give them our money, how do we preach love to them? How do we encourage them? When their wives give birth to children, do you give them a gift? That is the only way we can overcome evil by good. It's not by withholding. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Good. Let me finish. Ali, let me finish, Please. So, the first key that you need to drop this morning is that spoon-back movement. When you dish your soup, do you use the back of the spoon? Eh? eh? If I was doing that, I would not be like this. As you see me, you know I eat. Eh? Because the back of the spoon, you will only use it to do what? To taste the soup. But when you actually want to eat and be full, you take the soup like this. And you put it that is what God wants from us. Some of us, after we have done all the Bible said to stand, I will say, God, you say, having done all to stand, this is why I'm standing. This is what is left. Look at it. Oh, it's not about giving. Are you understanding me this morning? You see, there was that there was a brother, he was praying for God to bless him, and he came to the pastor and he said, Pastor, this money is not enough for me. I want you to bless me. And the Pastor said, Are you sure? Are you sure, brother? He was earning, let's say, one thousand. And now God blessed him to 4,000. And instead of his 100, 100 pounds, he should be giving her 400 pounds. And he said, what? Pastor, I need to see you. And the pastor thought that something was wrong. And he said, Pastor, I need to see you. I need to see you. I need to see you. He kept in the office. And the pastor said, come, go, go. I said, what's the matter? He said, Pastor, do you mean 400 pounds? I must give 400 now? The pastor said, what's wrong? You, didn't you ask for God to bless you? All things are parallel. If your salary goes up, your tithe must go up. Some of you, since you enter church, your tithe has been constant. It has been stable. It has been fixed. It does not move. It does not change. And God and the pastor said to him, Ali, you know what? Okay, there's no problem. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray. Cause this man to lose. No, 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 no. I don't want to lose the job. And he said, what do you want to do now, sister? You want to pay your tithe? Pastor from today, I ask for mercy. Don't be like that man. Don't be like that man. Don't withhold more than it is to, to be told. I'll give you three points, quickly. Uh, number, number The next one is laziness. Laziness. Many Christians are lazy. The days of manna are over. The days of manna are over. Manna, manna from heaven. Manna from heaven is finished. Look at what the Bible says. Look at what the Bible says. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 18. By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands the house droppeth through. Na to tokam, no bimiu na Bible tokam. Okay, let me show you another one. Probably you think this one na put putan for there. No, look at Proverbs nineteen fifteen. Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. Eh? Idle soul suffered what hunger 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 in your marriage hunger in your finances Listen if you get married and you cannot take care of your wife the Bible says you are worse than an infidel You are a, an idle man a hopeless man a useless man if I am your in-law I will take my sister <laughs> uh-huh. You cannot be married and your family is taking care of your wife Nonsense. (laughs) So, don't love sleep. Put away the keys of too much sleeping. Listen, last night I went to bed almost 2 a.m. in the morning. And I woke up almost 5 o'clock this morning because I have to come to preach to you. Listen, it's not an easy thing. The hardest job on the face of the earth is being a preacher. As I'm standing before you now, I look like a comedian. All of you are opening your eyes like mountain fat food, looking at and hearing the rubbish that I am saying. It's because I did not sleep like you slept. Some of you, when it is time to come to church, that's the time you change gear. <laughs> <laughs> and you give your pastors extra time. To be praying and fasting for you, they don't need to pray and fast for you when you are saved, when you have given your life to Christ. There are many people in the world that have not heard about Jesus that we need to be praying and fasting for. Not you that have heard about Jesus many times over. So Aye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Failure. The next point is failure in tithes and offerings. We all know. Will a man rob God? <laughs> yeah, Malachi chapter 3, verse number 8 to verse number 10. Will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? As I begin to talk at this, some people are bowing their heads. They are robbers. They are robbers here this morning. Robbers. 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 All over the world, they are robbers. <laughs> All over the world. The Bible says, Will a man rob God? Huh? Yet he have robbed me. But you say, Wherein have we robbed you? In tithes and offering. have cost with the cost for you have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Bring you all the tithes into the store that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now here it said the Lord of hosts. I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Now, the fact of the matter is that people have told you that tithes is Old Testament. Eh? Tithe is Old Testament. Do you know tithing was established before the law? Yeah. Daniel prayed, it was an angel. But when Solomon offered an offering of a thousand bond offerings, God himself came down. And God now spoke to Solomon. He said, "Solomon, boy, you have done well. Ask what I shall do for you. God did not ask him before he gave that, that, that offering, until he gave, before God asked him. When Daniel prayed, God sent angel. If the angel be tired now, he'd be go back. Another one would have come. Angel, there are not all things angels can do. God, Bible says, Daniel prayed, angel went, Solomon asked, he gave, God himself came, and God said to him, ask what I shall do for you. And then he now said, God, I need wisdom. Listen to this now. He said, I need wisdom to rule these people. These people, they are stiff-necked, they are th- troublesome. Then he that. And now God said, I will not only give you wisdom and knowledge, but I will give you wealth. I will give you riches. I will give you honor. When did that happen? Until Solo offered a thousand. He did not even pray. He did not. I bind you. Satan. Remove your hands from my finances. There is no Satan over your finances. It is you that is hindering your prosperity. No devil. No devil. No devil. The only people devil spoke to, brother, listen to this. This will shock you. The only people devil spoke to, is Jesus? Eh? Is God? Are you with me? Eh? Have you ever seen in the Bible that Satan spoke to Paul or he spoke to, 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 to Matthew or to James? The Bible says he hindered them. He never spoke nothing to them. He never why did he not bring your time? Now Satan. Don't lie on Satan. Satan never tell you never bring your The Demons are operating the atmosphere. I agree. But it's not Satan, it's the flesh that is dictating the flesh, Mr. Flesh. Mr. Flesh. So today, who are you serving? Is it God or is it mammon? Is it God or mammon? Don't ever depend on the economy of heaven, of, of, of this world. It will fail you. Always look to God. The Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He has destined, predestined. That you be blessed. In 3 John 2 he says. I wish above all things. That you prosper. Be in good health. Even as your soul prospered. Tripartite blessing. Everywhere you see a need. So. Anytime. Bishop says. We have a need here. Just plug in. Don't begin to come and ask him. I pray that in this church. There will come a time. When you want to build a church in Afghanistan. Two of you will rise up. And say today pastor. Don't ask about Afghanistan. We will sow. We will give that money. That is what we want to see happen in the church. Let me tell you. God will bless you. Beyond your wildest dreams. God will open doors for you. God will make a way for you. For as many as of you here this morning. That is saying I want to give. I want to give. But Satan is hindering me. Or the demons are stopping my blessing like Daniel. God will set you free this morning in the name of Jesus. God will open doors for you. He will make a way for you where there seems to be no way. He will turn things around for you. Your eyes will be open to understanding and you will invest in businesses that will set you apart, that will locate you, that will bring you to prominence, that will elevate you in the name of Jesus. Why don't you stand with me for a moment as I pray for all of you this morning. Next time when I come to this ministry, when I come to this church, listen, whether you are visitors or not, you must carry this home. Every opportunity you have, brother, just so just give, don't ask questions. See, Mother Teresa once said, Don't ask why poverty exists. Say, just help if you can, just help where you can. You must be a doer of the word. Let God empower you to go out and help others. There are many people on the streets of London that need help. You must be a tool to bring change into their lives. There are many people of the world that need transformation. You, God wants to use you this morning. Why don't you lift up your right hand unto the Lord?